0: Congressional Dish Podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tin tinfoil hat <laughs> if you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms on Twitter at tinfoil Cast, reddit.com backslash r backslash tinfoil hat show. On Instagram at tinfoil hat pod. Or all comedy t-shirts.com. Email us at tinfoil tinfoilhat- hat- Pod at gmail.com.
1: Welcome back to another episode of tinfoil hat. Tinfoil hat. Tinfoil hat. Tinfoil hat. Come with me. Into the Waters of Conspiracy with Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Oh.
0: With my friend Ryan Davis. Uh, hi, Ryan. We're, We're the like first this gay couple of conspiracy theories. Yeah. I think it's beautiful, man. <laughs> what out there, partner? Say that again. <laughs> it's some mystical, deep, dark realm, crazy shit. Wake up hey man where's hey the man. truth there
1: dog oh what the fuck are you guys even talking about
0: are you ready to get your mind blown revolution will be podcasted yes i can't hear myself can you hear me i can't hear can you hear me Aaron? <laughs> i can't hear myself but, uh, uh why not there we go i still can't hear myself but welcome to the Tinfoil Hat Podcast. You know who we are. You know what we're here to do. We got an entirely packed studio. So, But I want to get into a little uh, business first. Of course, June 1st is the big day. Tinfoil Hat Comedy Night at Cobbs in San Francisco. Eddie Bravo, Ryan Davis, myself, Trez. Uh, we are coming out and we are doing a night of comedy at Cobbs. So uh, we got to get 200 people who brings one friend to pack that room out. It's going to be a night of comedy, conspiracies, and podcasting. Here's what we're going to do. 1st going to do some stand-up. Then, we're going to podcast at the end. And then, whoever brings the most people gets a private podcast in the green room with Eddie, myself, Ryan, and Trez, smoking weed, talking lizard people, going deep. So, whoever brings the most people. Just got to take a picture of all everybody you brought with you. Take a giant picture. And how many you got? And whoever wins comes to the back. And that is June 1st at Cobbs. Go to com, And then June 2nd in Sacramento at the Punchline in Sacramento. We're doing it again. And if these shows sell out, Live Nation's going to put us on the road. I will also be April 10th at the La Jolla Comedy Store headlining. We're putting together the lineup. So it's the 10th, 11th, 12th. It's basically that. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to try to bring Brenton Billicombe. We'll see if he can come out and rock out. So that's our show. That's our. That's the business. We'll get into how I look so good at the end. But I want to bring on our guest, our first guest. Uh, she does the, conspir- uh, the Congressional dish podcast i'm super excited to have her on please welcome jennifer Briney. did i nail it
2: you did well done
0: welcome to the show thank you for having me and i'm super excited to have him on i just did his live podcast uh, at the flappers i was super excited anytime he asked me to do that it means the world to me i did do a fisting joke in the show (laughs) and i feel bad about from the dimmy jimmy door show please welcome jimmy (sighs) door
1: It's a pleasure to be here, Sam. I I, uh, I enjoy fisting jokes. Um, I I
0: don't know how to pull it in that. I don't know if I it's too it, much or not not enough.
1: I think it was fantastic. Everybody, uh, you know, it's a nightclub. We're all drinking. I'm drinking martinis. I'm drunk most of that show. Yeah, so I don't have any problem with the fisting. Joke. And the,
0: the rails, go, the train goes off the rails, and it's wonderful. You ha- we were yes. getting we were getting positively heckled by right said Fred, the guy who sings "I'm Too Sexy for This." Did you notice that? <laughs> and he just started yelling like I forget who he was yelling at, but. I'm just like, sit down, dude. And they're nice enough, they just sit down. It's the weirdest thing. They positively heckle you, but then when you tell them to shut up, they shut up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're progressives. Uh he was a progressive on steroids, is yeah. what it looked like. And he was like, I'll take a bullet for you. I'm yeah. Like, okay, all right, buddy. Just sit down. You're scaring people. So
0: so how long have you been going down this road of doing this political show? Because it seems like it's just it's really gotten uh, some momentum going, and you're doing an amazing thing.
1: Well, you know, um, I started doing uh, – my my last hour special on Comedy Central was uh, all, all politics. It was called Citizen Jimmy, and uh, that got uh, – that, that then I started doing a show at the UCB Theater, uh, and it was called Poppin' and Politics, and uh, then somebody from KPFK Radio saw that show – and then they invited me to do a radio show at kpfk so i had to put together a radio show and that's why the jimmy Dore radio show happened and that's the show that we're talking about now and then it was mostly like me just trying to be funny about politics right and it was fun i got to say what i and uh now lately i I started working with the young turks which is that online news show and they do you know they're more of a serious news and i'm more of a jackass and uh But it turns out uh, it doesn't have – it's not that hard to be a good news person. People – say to me, Jimmy, what's the secret to your show? How come it's so popular? What happened? What have you been doing? I go, all you have to do is tell the truth about Syria, and I'm already the best newsman in America.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. That's it. And so that's why, and I don't have any, you know, I didn't come up through news or journal. I don't want to be part of their club. Their club is a corrupt uh, corrupt club that I don't want anything to do with. They beat the drum for war every time. Uh, They're they're the thing we have to resist is the corporate media. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I don't want to be part of their club and it's very easy for me to tell the Truth about stuff and people will Smear you I've been smeared by the Washington Post for Telling the truth about stuff just for talking about Stuff and um so i it's funny to see it happen and right now it's funny because they can't control social media but they are figuring out how to do it so they're getting rid of people's facebook pages they're throttling people's youtube you know they they just admitted that they don't send people notifications when you drop a video even yeah. if they're even though they're subscribed youtube admitted they don't send it to all the people that are subscribed to your channel it's, anyway so they're doing lots of things they're throttling places like Alternet and truth dig and common dreams and all kinds of stuff on the right too. Uh, uh, So um, it's not that hard to be a good newsman in America because they suck pretty bad.
0: And and, and I just find that's yours. That's yours. And now tell us a little bit about Congressional Dish. Uh, Graham Elwood told me about your podcast. And I was like, wow, that sounds so interesting. And I really appreciate the work you put into that. Because I don't know anybody else who'd want to do this going through all these bills and all that stuff. And I thought it'd be really cool to get all of us on to kind of discuss some of the stuff that you've seen coming out.
2: Yeah, I started it um, I started it just because I had been watching C-SPAN. I don't know why I do these things, but I was just like watching it. I was high. I was cleaning. And I saw a congressman slip something into an energy and water bill that was protecting secret campaign contributions. The only reason I knew is because he was bragging about it. So I was like, there's no way I actually heard that correctly. So that's when I looked in the congressional record. I'm kind of familiar with it. And I saw that it was what I thought it was. I saw it in the bill. So I was like, how often are they slipping stuff in the law that we don't know about it? So I started reading it. This was like 2012, and I started looking more regularly. I was finding shit all the time. And the scariest part is I would look at Rachel Maddow or I'd turn on CNN or I'd even go to the blogs. No one was talking about it. And so that's when I realized like I do have this thing where I'm just not afraid to look in legislation. That language doesn't intimidate me. I was like, this is a thing that I could do. I think it would help the situation in some way, at least like the energy I'm putting towards my job. I'm not slinging burgers anymore. So it's like, okay, I'll do this. And I started the podcast, but I do it as me. You know, I'm, I'm basically picturing my little sister. You do it as your name.
0: You don't have like some weird kind of pseudonym. I
2: thought about doing a fake name actually, but I was like, "Eh, I'm just going to own it. And um yeah, I I just I'm not trying to be NPR. I'm not right. trying to be a CNN. I'm amazed by this stuff. I swear on the show, I, I play stupid clips, I make it fun and interesting. I I I'm making the show I wanna hear, but I'm focusing That's on Congress. Wonderful. Yeah, it's fun. But the Congress part we need to be paying attention to it. That's the only reason I'm doing it. And I just want to get regular people, not the people that are already into politics. I want to be like, no, look at what they're fucking doing because it affects your paycheck. It affects your health. You know, the environmental stuff is terrifying. So it's like I just want people to stop paying so much attention to the Trump show and start watching the stuff that's actually affecting. Us.
0: We definitely I span is wonderful. I could watch the House of Commons. Uh, all the oh. time, oh they're
2: the best it is it is
0: like Congress me to your mama's competition. I wish we had more of that, you know, yes. we
2: get so it angry, is. they it's boo a, each other it's, it's, a I love it. it's I kind love of like it. a roast
1: battle, yeah, it really is, <laughs> yeah. but you know what see, they have that, and that's got to be such a cathartic thing to watch Could, wouldn't it be awesome to to watch like uh uh, our politicians yell at the president five feet away from them wouldn't that be great uh, i mean no matter who the president is trump obama bush it doesn't matter it would be great to see the opposition actually go hey this war is bullshit yeah and you oh my god that would be uh, i mean that's why i think trump uh, won the primaries because he attacked everybody over the iraq war which everyone thought was taboo you can't do that no the people want to see somebody confronted over that still
0: yeah. Without a doubt and i, I just i I think there 's something about England or Europe versus the United States, and that we 're very new we 're only like a, like what three hundred three hundred and fifty years old, whatever it is. And they're they've been through a lot, like like I mean like centuries and centuries and centuries of tyranny. That I think they could smell it when they see it. I'm not saying they're perfect, but they seem to be like okay Monsanto, get out of here. You know there there seems to be a little more checks and balances. Not not that everything is checked, but. I, 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 I don't think we do that. I don't think we see it. And we've we never had royals, but I'm telling you right now, corporates, giant international corporations are our versions of royal families. They live above the law. They pay no taxes. When they get caught on something, they do, they get, there's no punishment for it. They, they run wild and we do nothing.
2: Well, and that's what I, I wasn't looking for it. But in the five years of reading the bills and stuff, that's what I'm finding is it's just corporate favor after corporate favor and it's, it's never ending. And when you see that that's the game, that they're writing the rules for the, the companies and not for us, you can't not see it anymore. It's they, everywhere. It's in everything. So
1: didn't they just pass a law that said that you can't sue the banks when they defraud you? Didn't they pass a law similar to that?
2: I mean, that's in a few of them. Okay. (laughs) Well, what I'm scared of is they just passed a 2,232-page law. It's funding our government six months late. This thing is a beast. And the financial services section, I'm afraid to read it. I haven't been able to do it yet. But they have been trying to deregulate the banks ever since this Congress started, which was the same time as the Trump administration. And so the financial services section is going to be an absolute nightmare. I don't know what they got in yet, but they got something. So
1: what they did uh, was the Dodd-Frank regulations applied to all banks that were worth $50 billion or more. So what they're mm-hmm. doing is raising that limit to $250 billion, which means except for a handful of banks, uh, the Dodd-Frank won't apply. So those banks are going to be free to now go gamble with you, our money, because it's FDIC insured. And so when it goes bankrupt, we're going to bail them out because they're still too big. They're bigger to fail than they were when they failed the last time. So people know what's happening. They see all the gains of the economy going to the 1%. They see these kind of this kind of legislation. They saw that um, well, Wells Fargo admitted to defrauding like 3.1 million of their own customers. Nobody went to jail. Uh, Isn't that?: You only go to jail if you rip off rich
0: people. <laughs> yeah. If we look at this uh, the kid uh, the kid, drug kid the drug kid, and then you have Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff is oh, a, one of a few that actually went to jail during that whole crisis, because he ripped off rich people. Rich people.: That's right. And mm-hmm. if you rip off poor people, it's like, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> Go play
1: tennis Yeah we'll give you <laughs> We'll promise not to do it again
0: We have an unchecked government I don't know what the answer what, is Because what what change has to come From the people that are abusing it So we're literally asking them To make rules that regulate themselves
2: yeah. So this is why I'm doing what I'm doing Because when I realized how our system works I actually saw a path that didn't involve A lot of us dying And that's <laughs> my dream is that we decide at one point to take control of the House of Representatives in particular, because they control all the money. You can stop all this shit if you control the money. And the House of Representatives, we can revote them every two years. So you can fire all of them, rehire them. It's the only hope I have. Because we don't have a lot of control over the Senate. And the thing that makes me nuts is when you turn on the TV, you're seeing the Trump show all the time. Executive branch all the time. We have very little control over that. But Congress is ours. And we take no responsibility for it. We don't know what's happening there. We don't know who Represents us there, and so if we can just focus on that, and I know this is naive and it's probably never going to happen, but it
1: could. It could happen,
2: and that's why I'm just like Congress. You know, you watch ta- Congress.
1: You're talking about the UK, and one of the differences between the UK is well, they do have the House of Lords, but uh, they don't have the Senate right so the senate is unequal representation it's supposed to be one man one vote but if you live in montana or south dakota or any of those states like that you have you are way overrepresented, right because there's about as many people who live in montana who are in my congressional district yet i only get two senators and they get two senators that's crazy right so they're overrepresented and the senate is there and and we, the fact that we still have the electoral college which has <laughs> reversed the will of the people 40 percent of the time this century and no one is trying to get rid of it what does that tell you i mean that's uh, this is a, a system that's left over from that was invented by a bunch of syphilitic slave owners to make sure that the power that they didn't get uh, corrupted by the people the will of the people this was their check in case and literally that debt the uh, the electoral college was there so we wouldn't have an unqualified buffoon as in the presidency this would be a check on that
0: oh it's to stop they literally said it's meant to stop a grassroots movement that's that, what it's
1: really there for that's
0: really what it's all about and, and the problem is with this is that all the electoral votes were promised to hillary before they literally say, Oh, I'm gonna give you my vote regardless of what happens, and then Bernie Sanders happens on such a huge level, and nobody seemed to be upset. Like everybody's upset about Russia rigging the elections. Ugh. Nobody cares that before that this woman had to rig her own primary just to get to the to the to it, the national. It was
1: the biggest election fraud in the history of the United States, and no one talks about it. They want to talk about thirteen Twitter trolls, right? Yeah, they
2: had her like four hundred votes ahead before they had even counted anything yeah. dude on MSNBC
0: <laughs> they literally said that they were going to call it before it's even close to over and I almost mm. think he did that to be like hey man some shady shit's going on because you saw t- towards the end and I don't know maybe I'm wrong but towards the end right before the vote was coming a couple of people on MSNBC is like she's not good <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, either they're like throwing out some weird kind of fucking bat signal for us to know something's up or they just realized the rig is in and and they didn't see it coming. And what happened was in this FISA vote, which is so this FISA thing is so crazy that nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking you, about. the. You
1: mean the parallel construction part of it? Yeah, so everything. Have you talked about that part? So if people don't know what that is. So they have us in a surveillance state. So what they're only supposed to be doing that for is, I guess we agreed to give up our rights to fight terrorism, which I don't think we did. The, uh, but anyway, the, so the government Has imposed a surveillance state And they're only supposed to use that to catch the bad guys Being terrorists, but they use it to catch Normal crimes, and they'll Alert local police force, and they'll go Here's the evidence that we got Unconstitutionally, so now You have to go create the same Evidence, but constitutionally, so you have To wipe out that we gave you this evidence We're showing you what it is, but no Now you go get the same evidence Yourself, parallel construction And that's what William has talked about and that's what they tried to throw him in jail but he's outsmarted them of course he was the biggest code breaker the NSA ever had so he outsmarted the FBI they tried to plant false stuff on him and tried to get him so anyway that's what the that's one part of the FISA court. The other part of the FISA court is it's not a court. Uh, a court implies that you have an adversary, right? There isn't. It's just a bunch of crooks from the FBI who admitted to lying to the FISA court in 2002 at least 40 times. They uh, go and they present evidence one-sided to a judge. That's it. There's no ad- there's nothing. It's 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 well, a joke that's not a court that's what that's what dictators do oh we have a court it's in secret and nobody gets to see what it yeah. happens. that's not a court
0: and when you get it 99 percent <laughs> of the time why are we even presenting at this yeah. point yeah it's just like sign it off and like most of the with the exception of the 13 trolls most of the people who got any kind of uh Mueller, uh indicted they're all. They all have former ties to the Clintons. They all do. Carter Page worked on his transition team back when Clinton was going, uh, coming into uh, Bill Clinton got uh, elected.
1: Really? I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: he used to work on the Clinton's uh, transition team, and then Manoff used to work for the Podestas.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Manafort? You mean yeah, Manafort. Manafort yeah. She, she, yeah, so he funneled money. Yeah. Manafort funneled money from the Ukraine. Uh, from the old administration,
2: the one that we overthrew, yes. which I find fascinating.
1: Yes, yes, and this was before he ever worked for Trump. That's what they're getting him on. That's it's not the not whole thing. Yeah. Well,
2: even the indictment. It's 31 pages, not that hard to read, and if you take the time to read it, they're getting indicted for basically identity theft and wire fraud. Like, yes. they're not... There was no collusion. There was no, yes. it had nothing to do with our elections. It was.
1: It, so, that, yeah, it's funny to watch But they the just st-
2: keep saying that word collusion that over they, and over, over again. And that's all you
1: have to do is say it. And you know what I, I hate the most and I talked about this at our show Friday was how the, uh, the neoliberal establishment media has re- uh, rehabilitated the George Bush war criminal uh, administration. Every time I turn on the TV, they have one of these guys on to critique Trump and yeah. talk about how the world doesn't respect us anymore. Are you are you out of your mind? You guys lit the Middle East on fire. You had the whole world against us, and you could you had the whole world with us after nine eleven, and you blew that opportunity. And now, but now Anderson Cooper brings on these pieces of shit to fucking talk to talk criticize the Trump. It's like you're supposed to just dismiss those guys. Do you? Is there anything you can do? that gets you out of david Frum. i mean these guys are they, they were part of a war criminal organization and these guys he's now the head of the atlantic david Frum, and they bring on this guy david painter richard painter which was bush's ethics lawyer they trot this guy <laughs> out they trot this guy out and he's on all the time and they're all there to scare us about how bad trump is so trump might be bad and everything but jesus christ he has yet to uh, start an illegal war
0: Dude, you have the lady who's now in charge of the CIA. You have Dick Cheney, George Bush. John they can't Bolton. leave the country. If they go to Europe, they get arrested immediately yeah. for war crimes. Yeah. So,
1: but Ellen's going to take a selfie with George Bush, a war criminal. Everybody's going to then cringe, and then everybody's going to cringe about my, uh, John Bolton being a. Come, well, like that guess who fucking made that guy's career? George Bush. So it's this. Uh, isn't it weird to see every and the, and the Obamas are tweeting together and uh, with the Bush. And uh, everybody's been rehabilitated except for Dick Cheney from that. And what did you think about that when you saw uh, Ellen take that picture with him? Right. I, I well, like
0: just like I mean, there, I mean, we're in conspiracy world here, you know we, I mean, the people she's had on is unbelievable. If you don't believe that she's part of the whole Mockingbird thing, the Operation uh, Mockingbird.
1: You think the CIA has gotten to her? Because the CIA certainly infiltrates media. That's not a secret. Yeah. Right? But it is a secret to most people in the country. They're, they'll think you're crazy. It's like, no, here's the actual documents. Here's the thing. Here's them admitting it. Here's the church committee. Yeah. Here's the whole, it's in Wicked Frickinpedia. <laughs> people who blew up blow up too big. I'm always suspect of. There's
0: always something like, mm, and then you go through it after a while. You're like, oh, there was a giant connection there. I mean, you know, we're in the world, and I don't want to get too much into it here, but it's just like we're in the world conspiracies. We're very much in the false flag stuff. There's always a connection to the CIA. There's always, always. a connection to always. the Did FBI. Did you know
1: the CIA actually funded um, abstract art? Yeah, dude. Did you know about that? No,
0: no, no. Tell me this.
1: So they were afraid of, you know, uh, art that could be turned into movements and revolutions and stuff. So they funded abstract art because it doesn't really inspire revolution or people to get activate or to do anything. Or it's not a call to action. So they would fund that. And they also funded ballet and certain things. It was all about suppressing socialist movements and, pe- and the power of the people. I was just reading about this. It's fucking crazy, the stuff they've the done. The
0: Grateful Dead? I mean, huge, like, CIA connections from the guy who you know well, you, how
1: about you, Moby do you know Moby admits that CIA yeah. right do you know that that he that he was
0: who's the most famous feminist?
1: Okay, it's, it's um uh, Gloria. No, no, uh, Gloria Steinem. Steinem. There's a there's an argument that she like she basically
0: was a connection too. Like it's called fa- uh, uh controlled opposition, yes. dude. Yeah, she Jesse Jackson, uh, L. Sharpton. That was swept under the uh under the the rug very quickly when it came out. They were either FBI or uh CIA uh well, assets. It's just, like crazy, dude. So
1: here's a here's a here's a conspiracy with L. Sharpton. Uh, so you know how he got that show on MSNBC? No one does, right? Because <laughs> he was so horrible. And um, so they when Comcast wanted to buy NBC, they couldn't. Right, they had to get the approval of the uh, FCC. And there was a, a three-person board. They needed uh, uh th- they, I think it was maybe a, th- a three-person board. They needed two votes. They had one. And so the one woman they needed was a black woman. So they got just um. El uh, Sharpton to write an article saying how this would be good for black people if they did this. So then the woman changes her vote, she she cites El Sharpton's editorial as the reason why she changed her vote. They get to buy it, he gets a TV show. They and the reason why I know this is because I looked into it because the reason they gave for Jenk Uger was the guy who had that time slot before El Sharpton and he was winning his time slot and uh, they decided to move him to the weekend because uh, they wanted to work on his presentation skills really <laughs> his presentation skills weren't up to it but the guy who reads at a fourth grade level yeah. Yeah. is going to go sit there in, in front of a truck did you ever see him try to read a, the, the, uh, the teleprompter no. it was painful to watch I mean I'm not uh, I like to listen to Al Sharpton's speeches actually he's a great orator but he's a horrible reader and when he tried to do uh, teleprompter reading it was painful I used to have videos I'd play on my show about it, it was funny So are just
0: like spitball after a while
1: so that's the so that's the that's the conspiracy with al uh sharpton and how he got that show it, it, it does nobody looked at that and went hmm what the hell is going on here it's, of all the people to give a show to i mean if you want to go after african-americans there's lots of african-americans who can read a teleprompter
0: Oh, and, and then he always shows up on all these things that, that create tension between everybody And when he's wrong on stuff He never apologizes, he just slips into the night I, I, It's all crazy, dude I mean, we go super deep on this stuff I want to talk about your podcast And things that you've found On your show uh, What are some of the more uh, Egregious uh, bills Or stuff that's been slipped in the bills That you can kind of That you want to talk about I know you sent us a little list
2: Yeah, the one that happened, it wasn't even that long ago, was um, the $4 billion blank check to the intelligence agencies. I can't really get over that one because it was just so shady the way that this went down. So... I have to give you a short backstory on how our government works, just in case we don't know. That's well, it's totally fine. But do you think um,
0: that's the type of check you can take a photo of and just, like, use <laughs> your mobile app for <laughs> Chase Bank photo. Well,
2: it's the CIA. I mean, what can't they do? Um, but, yeah, so our government is funded by 12 separate committees. It's supposed to be 12 different bills that are all done by September 30th, right? And when they don't do this, then we have the threats of the shutdowns. Well, you've noticed that we've had a threat every single month for the last six months. I think we're all aware of this. And every time that happens, they're temporarily funding the government for a certain amount of time. And because that's a must-sign law, they attach shit to it that just sails in the law. So that's what that 2,000-page bill is. It's just full of stuff. But in, so we've had this five times. There were five temporaries and then the 2,000-pager. Well, on the third, I believe. There was $4 billion that was for missile defense. And I took way too much time tracking where it was going. And it was it was definitely for missile defense in different countries or whatever. In the next one, they changed it and they said, that provision that had the $4 billion for missile defense in the last law, well, that can be transferred anywhere in the intelligence communities without telling Congress. And the way I found this out, this is going to make you crazy, I found out because Senator Richard Burr, Who is the chairman of the senate intelligence committee so he's supposed to be like the main cop on the beat but he's actually just kind of like what can i do for you guys like need money blow jobs like what do you need well he got up in the senate and he said this is offensive to me that this got put in here i want it taken out he was ignored it became uh, law. So four billion dollars. We have no idea. They just gave it to the the intelligence community. Uh, this was in uh, that was January twenty second.
0: I mean, we are running at a like from Bush to Obama to Trump, like we are in a trillion dollar de- Twenty was it twenty three trillion now? I mean, Something like, like that. We are. I don't know how, where does this money come from, man?
1: Well, we make our own money.
2: Yeah, it's not real.
1: It's not real. We, pr- we make our own money. That's why they could just do endless quantitative. The petrodollar. Well, there's that. There. numbers we, on
2: a screen at this point.
1: We print our own money. That's the problem with the European Union is that when a country goes into a de- recession, you're supposed to deficit spend to, to go, till you get out of that. Uh, well, they can't because they can't print their own currency. Now they're all using the euro, which is why what happened to Greece happened to Greece. And what's has got happened to Spain is going to ha- keep happening. And so it's going to keep getting worse. Well, that's why, Brett. You know, uh, uh, things are not good. All right, neoliberalism is failing. Uh, this where the can banks you run. Define neoliberalism. I don't know if I can give you a great definition, but I'll tell you what neoliberalism is. To me, it's the commodification of everything in the world. It's the privatization privatization of all government services. It's uh it's what we're living in right now what they call a free market. It's the it's when you try to have capitalism solve everything like oh we'll have charter schools. Right. right. And uh you know so and we'll get rid of unions and we'll get have right to work states. Private armies too. And we'll have private we'll have mercenaries so nobody'll ever stop a war. And so that to me that's neoliberalism and it's it's outsourcing of jobs, right? That's good for our corporate profits, so that's good for everybody. No, it's good for a handful of motherfuckers and everybody else loses. Are right? you
0: ant- pro or anti tariff, or what is your take on that?
1: You know, uh, I, I'm on the fence on tariffs. Uh, I, I, I think the way that... Tr- you know, the, what's even a bigger problem is that we have uh, incentivized outsourcing jobs, literally giving. That's how corrupt our government is, that we literally give tax breaks to people. It's written into bills. So if you send a job overseas, you'll make more money.
0: Why do they do
2: that?
1: Because they own the legislators. And now we live in an oligarchy. We don't live in a democracy.
2: You- well, I've been asking myself that question, and I think I'm, it's a fuzzy picture. But what I've witnessed, and it's the people saying this are like John McCain, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden. I mean, the the big ones, right? They want to have a global economic system that started around Bretton Woods. It was right after World War II. They're trying to have a system that is global. They want all countries involved. And so when a country doesn't want to have these economic, like the rules they're pushing are the ones that Jimmy just said. But what they do is they have the International Monetary Fund come in say, we're going to give you a ton of money that you'll never be able to pay back.
0: Yeah, they set up so there's no way to pay this back. Yes.
2: No chances. So they go in there, they give you these loans, and they say, we'll give you more money to keep your lights on as long as you change your laws to match our system. And that works until, you know, the people fight back, and that's when the regime change happens. As soon as people get pissed, that's when the regime changes. And that's why we're in all these countries, because we're the muscle. And so once you start to see those dots lining up, you can understand... All of it. They're pushing this global system, which is treasonous as fuck. Because they don't care about the United States worker. They want to get the whole world in this thing, even if it screws us. Because it's going to be better for everyone after it's all done. We'll all be peaceful because we'll all be in the same system. And And, that's, am I crazy? You are 100%
1: on. And that's why it's so funny to see people freak out about Muslim terrorism when the biggest terrorist in the world is the United States And we've set the world, we set the Middle East on fire. We, you know, we did Iraq, Afghanistan. We're still in Afghanistan, right? So 17 years, three more years, that war gets a gold watch. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we look at that, Le- Wesley Libya, look what yeah. We did to Libya. People well, don't even talk about that. You know, I, I I watch the news how they cover Libya, and it's bullshit how they yeah. cover it. And so then I'll do a video, hey, here's what CNN's not telling you about Libya, and they demonetize that video, right? And so then we did Syria. Why are we in Syria? We really care about people. If we really cared about people, maybe we wouldn't be committing, helping Saudi Arabia commit a genocide in Yemen right now. So why are we there? No one ever asked these questions. Why? Are we there? I was on another podcast, and the guy says, well, we're trying to help people that oh, Assad Assad is killing his own people oh. and that's why we were funding Al Qaeda and ISIS in Syria because we care about people So isn't it amazing too To everybody how It's so easy for them To keep us afraid It was Oh Al Qaeda They're suicide bombers Then they had to go One up And then they go to ISIS They have kitchen knives
2: Oh did you hear ISIS is (laughs) done now They're just done with ISIS They, They like took Henry Kissinger Out of whatever coffin He lives in And he goes into Congress And he's like Well now that ISIS is over And I'm just like Wait (laughs) <laughs> when did that happen? Yeah, I and mean, it's, now it's Russia. We have so, a new boogeyman.
1: We have a new boogeyman. Well, we Russia. have a
0: whole bunch of things going on with that. I'm actually, I, I, you know, I believe that everything's done for a reason, and it's a long game. I believe free trade. You send all the jobs out. What options do people have? Oh, you could join the military for a job, and we are the stormtroopers. I hate to say it, we, we are. are forced to pay into a system to to fund the, the the military industrial complex. If we do not, we get thrown into jail, okay? Yeah. We are everywhere, man. This what is all done on
1: purpose. You know, what people don't realize is that uh, we didn't have such a bloated Pentagon. We had a bloated Pentagon budget before nine eleven. And then after 9-11, it ramped up to about $500 billion, right? And people are like, well, we got to spend it because we have to fight terrorism. Well, those wars are supposed to be winding down Afghanistan and Iraq. We're now spending 700000000000 billion. We're spending 40% more on the military than we were at the height of the Iraq and Afghanistan war, and nobody says a goddamn thing about it. There's not one town hall. Anderson Cooper doesn't go and roll up his sleeves and interview people. There's no op-eds. There's no discussion. They just did it like that, which proves that Bernie was right and we could all have health care and free college and we could all have a living wage except these motherfucking neoliberals don't want you to have it
0: I mean if you look at like when this government when when a huge change happens in this country is Vietnam and Vietnam, and I kind of talked about this uh, the first time I did your live show about everybody marching together that scares the shit out of them and that was Vietnam everybody was like enough of this war and after that you see them start freaking out pulling money out of education, uh, getting everybody to fight with each other after Vietnam comes who, like Reagan comes in, helps start the deregulation of the media in which the Clinton's Pound on them after. So now it's like we got this Sinclair thing going on, and I love how everybody's coming out and going, "Look at Sinclair! They're doing this evil stuff." You're like, "Oh, really, HBO? How about you guys putting a fucking hit out on all three of the uh, on the uh, third party candidates?"
1: That was okay, I guess. Yeah.
0: Oh, you don't think John Oliver or Bill Maher got a memo going? Pound these motherfuckers, man! And it's just it's all the it's all together, man. It's all together. So now you know we see at the 9-11 Wesley Clark does this thing it's the hammer and the nail which is like when you're a hammer I guess every problem is a nail and he lists these countries to go through well these countries also are the ones that did not have centralized banks so it was like eight to nine countries that did not have centralized banks that we are now
1: bombing the fuck out of yeah And you know when you say this people look at you like you're crazy like oh I can't like what else is it, it, could it be Wesley Clark knew after 911 they she saw the paper these are the countries we're going to go into and son of a bitch we're going into <laughs> every one of those countries yes we are it's
0: amazing it's all banker wars man you mm-hmm. look through everything even the ten to- Tonka, 9 eleven there's all this shady shit that goes on you're
2: like whoa but dude. it's not just bankers because a lot of this has to do with fossil fuels yes. a lot of it is protecting their supply lines and we're the muscle for it you have to it like that's why I don't like to focus on one industry it's fucking all of them yeah they've just we have an economy that's built on the stock market which is a casino yes and the people that have the most money in the casino are the ones that are running all this shit too and that's why I like to look at all the industries and the way it all goes together. Because it's it's really, it's a corporatocracy. It's just global. Like NAFTA and the World Trade Organization, all that. There is a court system there that lets these companies sue governments basically to get laws overturned that they don't like. Like we, um, when you go to the grocery store, really? we have labels on our meat. You know, so it's like, this is where your cow comes from. This is where your chicken comes from. Well, on beef and, I believe, pork products, a couple years ago, as a dingleberry to some must-sign law, they overturned that because of a World Trade Organization thing that went against us. We were telling Canada that they had to label their beef, and that was unfair trade because it was more work for them. So we lost the court. There was no outcry from the American people being like, I don't want to know where my cow comes from. California
0: just did that.
2: We just literally voted down knowing what's in our food. Because it's World Trade Organization illegal. So our tax money ends up going to paying these fines and stuff because, or you have to get rid of the law. And that's something else that our Congress people know. We've given up a lot of our sovereignty. There's certain laws that we want that they know is going to be a problem in this international system. But most of us don't know that there's that fight even going on. Oh
1: my God. So, uh... like, that that's another—shows you how corrupt both parties are, right? So with the system, to me, I think the answer has to be a third party and a guy who could—well, here's an example is in California, right? You just talked about how they voted against what people want. We have a super majority of Democrats— mm-hmm. In California. So they can pass anything they want without any help from any of the Republicans. And guess what? We still can't have nice shit. We still can't have nice shit. We still have fracking. We still don't have single payer in this state. Homeless everywhere. Homeless everywhere. Sixth largest uh, economy in the world, California. We can handle single payer. We can pull it off. And we got a guy named Anthony Rendon, who's the Speaker of the Assembly, who claims, he says, I was forcing, they all say they're for it. Except they can't figure out a way to pay to pass it. Like, well, where's your fucking bill? If you're so for it, how do you do it? Oh, I don't know. I don't Well, you're just the leader. How would you figure it out? So it's and then you see Jerry Brown get in bed with the Clintons. Ah oh, that was so disgusting. Oh. And he's in bed with the Frackers. So I think the the answer to these if, like we're living in a banana republic We I mean, are. It it is well, they did the study at Princeton that showed uh that only that the eighty percent of the country what we want to have happen in legislation has no correlation to what actually happens it 's the top ten percent of earners, so if twenty percent of the top ten percent of earners want something, twenty percent of the time it gets passed. If forty percent of the time the top ten percent want forty, so that it correlates perfectly with what they want, but what we want nothing, which is why ninety percent of the people or eighty percent of people wanted a public option when Barack Obama was passing that thing uh, the Obamacare and he, we didn 't get it. Do you remember when Obama went to Germany to give speeches? when the whole debate was going
0: on in the united states he literally and that's when i go oh man he's fucking he's in on it dude <laughs> he just i go you're the champion in this and now you're going to europe to talk and, and, and why your debates going on it's on un- Believable, dude. They gave
1: him a peace prize. He immediately ramped up the war in Afghanistan, started bombing Libya, put a hit on an Osama bin Laden, and ran out of bombs in 2016. Ran out of yeah. bombs, and that's the thing about those peace prizes. Nobody ever tries to win a second one.
2: Well, yeah. even Obama, we say <laughs> that he started three wars because Libya and Syria are the obvious Ukraine. He did Ukraine. There's Ukraine.
1: He also got us into Somalia before he left. People don't know that. And then we were. I don't know that. We were. Yeah, he he started. mm -hmm. He sent uh, bombs into and and troops into Somalia. I did a video about it. Uh, and plus, uh, you know, Yemen, you have to count. You have to count that. Yeah. And, uh, we found out we're in Niger. You didn't know what we are. <laughs> we're I don't even know where Africa. that is. Yeah.
2: If you read the defense authorization, we're all over Africa. It's insane. Yes. Um, I
0: mean, we want to go after Iran cause they're a threat, but if you look at it, we have literally no, 30 bases all around them. Yeah. yeah.
2: We have troops on the ground in 19 countries. A Senator listed them off. I have the clip on my show. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And then we
0: assassinate Muammar Gaddafi. And they're having live, live slave trades in open air markets in Libya. And nobody does. One rapper said something, T.I., nobody else came out. None of the big people that were always complaining about it. And it should be complained. And that's all because of the illegal assassination of guy. And then the red line rat line where they were going to ramp in to go take out Assad. Okay, but they found out the chemicals weren't the chemicals that Assad used. They were actually from the uh, Muammar Gaddafi's war chest mm-hmm. that they raided after they illegally took him out. And nobody wants to talk about that because they you know they 're so good they make Benghazi about emails, and everyone 's like, "What about the email yeah. it 's not about emails right it 's about that they leave that guy out to dry because that dude knew that they were training, funding, and arming." ISIS and they let him out the dry and they did. they knew it was going down and they just waited till it's over because loose lips sink ships.
2: Well, in the ISIS thing, ISIS was fighting Assad. So if you watch C-SPAN, they're very open about this shit. They said over and over again the Depart- the State Department people. Assad must go. This is our plan. Assad has to go. So that's why we're funding ISIS. It had nothing to do with stopping the terrorists. It never did.
0: Proxy wars.
2: Yeah, they wanted this. There's fossil fuel pipelines that they want to go through that area. And then he is not down with this global economic system, Assad must go, and it's been like this for at least a decade, right? He was friends with George W. until he wasn't. They yep.
0: all were. Every every guy <laughs> we've
1: assassinated is ha- shaking hands with a bush at some point. <laughs> remember when Remember when George Bush looked into Vladimir Putin's eyes, he saw his soul? Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Remember that? He loved him. Said he, saw, they used to, he used to go fishing at Kenny Bumport with his dad and George W. They have, I have pictures of it. So he was a great guy. Remember we did the Russian reset? Remember that? Remember how we laughed? at Mitt Romney when he said Russia was our number one geopolitical foe. The friggin' Democrats put out a video making fun of him about it. And uh, all of a sudden, when it becomes convenient, all of a sudden, he's our number one political foe. And it's because uh, Saudi Arabia wants to put a gas pipeline through Syria. Mm -hmm. and uh, Russia doesn't want them to do that because they want to sell the natural gas to Europe, and now Saudi Arabia wants to sell it, and so that's why we're there. And that's why Saudi Arabia funds ISIS. That's where ISIS comes from, and they're like, go knock this guy off, and we'll do a bunch of false flags, and the White helmets are also bullshit.
0: Total bullshit that George Clinton, like, it's like... (laughs) It's unbelievable. uh, Oh, add him to the CIA list.
2: 100 percent,
0: dude. It's like, what happened to liberals? They're anti-free... They're pro-free
1: trade, they're, they're neoliberals. That's not say? a real liberal. So okay. progressives, so liberals, neoliberalism is pro-war, pro-bank, right? Pro, it's all, there are Republicans who are cool with gay marriage, right? So they're they're like right-wing, they're pro-military-industrial complex, they're pro-Wall Street, they're anti-worker. That's a neoliberal. And that's pretty much what liberals are too today, Unbelievable. okay? Unbelievable. So I, that's why I call myself a progressive. I don't call myself a liberal. There used to be a song uh, by Phil Oakes, and he's called "Love Me, I'm a Liberal," and he says liberals, uh, of all the, sh- there's all shades of political stripes in America, and of the liberals are some of the shadiest. And he said that they're to ten percent uh, to the left of center in the best of times, and ten percent to the right of center when it affects them personally. And then he has this whole song, and it's fantastic, but. Um, so I call myself a progressive, right? So I'm anti-war. Both parties are pro-war. You can't get anybody. Elizabeth Warren voted for that bloated 80 extra billion dollars a year to She Trump. didn't do
0: anything about I think you talked about it on your show. She didn't show up at all to North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And she's supposedly an Indian, a Native American, excuse me. She doesn't even show up until it was Obama says enough, and which was still just a, 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 a smoke, some, smoke and mirrors. I mean, because it still kept going.
1: Yes. So they got it done. They got that that, that pipeline done, and it's already leaking.
0: Already leaking. Already dude. leaked, of course. And it's just so weird because you know Barack Rose Obama's and-
1: gonna. You know when they, Martin Luther King's. I think it was Martin Luther King said, "If you're those who remain neutral, uh, you you are taking the side of the tyrant." Yeah. Uh, and so that's what Barack Obama did. We're gonna let it play out. Remember, and that's what he said about DAPL. We're gonna let it play out. Both sides need to calm down. Both sides. Okay. You mean the the tiger swan? You mean the hired uh, mercenaries who are infiltrating the peaceful water protectors or just trying? Yeah. You've talked
0: about how just like the left, this side of left, just anything Trump does, people go nuts on. Now we have this Roseanne situation where, I mean- all I heard forever was like, we need to give women in comedy a, a more opportunity, more representation. And I'm totally down with that. Now a woman who had the, like the number one show on TV, which has multiple female writers on it, read by a show ran by Whitney Cummings, getting pounded on for being too political after we had the Oscars, the Gordon Globes, every fucking, every late night talk show monologue Pounding on the, the right, and listen, I'm, I, I, dude, I'm Ronan, I'm not on either side. And then they're beating the crap out of uh, Roseanne because she's talking about uh, Donald Trump, sex trafficking, and how he's had this huge number of arrests, which is 100% true. And now they're pounding on her, and I'm going, are you really like making fun of child sex trafficking. Like, didn't I just go through the me too movement where it's like, we got to listen to victims. We got to not shun victims. we got to treat them with respect. We have to hear their cries for help. And now you're pounding on these people because she's a Trump
2: person. Like what is, how do we pivot so quickly? It's group think. So when it comes down to like what happened to liberals, I think what happens is that people have separated themselves into these two fucking teams. You're either a liberal or you're a conservative, and whatever your team says, that's what you think now. And I think that's the really dangerous thing. That's why I've been asked so many times, like, how do you identify? I'm like, I won't label myself,
1: Ronan. But there aren't two teams, and that's there the aren't. Thing. They're fake. So the, for instance, this last deregulation, this they're so that they're passing. Uh, they're getting rid of the debt. We talked about it already earlier on the show, and that couldn't have happened without. Um, um chuck uh, Schumer. Schumer, he's the leader of the Democrats, and he could have blocked that in the thing called the motion to proceed, and he didn't. Which means he went to Wall Street and said, "Look, I have to vote against this on the outside, but I've got just enough Democrats for you to, and we're going to make sure it goes through on the motion to proceed, and everything's going to happen." But we, isn't it amazing? They always get just enough just Democrats, so close. just mm-hmm. enough to for every shitty piece of legislation to go through. And the only reason that they didn't weren't allowed to repeal Obamacare is because that's a giveaway to big far and the big health care. So that actually makes them more money. So that's the thing, that there isn't really two parties. The worst things they do, they're both together on it. Barack Obama opened the Arctic to drilling twice. Yeah. Barack Obama made the fucking, truck the two to seven. He made the banks bigger. Barack Obama didn't put on a soft shoe and walk with those teachers when they were fucking them over in Wisconsin. He let them fuck them over in Wisconsin. He let the cops crack the heads of peaceful protesters and occupy Wall Street. It is not two parties anymore. And that's why we have Trump and that's what they don't want people to talk about. They don't want to talk about the system that gave us Trump. They just want to make you think that the problem is Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. No, the problem is our fucked up corrupt system that gives us nothing but bullshit. Mm-hmm. When which is why half the country's poor, 63% of the country can't afford a $1000 emergency and I say what do you call a system that takes the richest country in the world and re- renders half of its population poor or low income? That's a failed system. And they don't want you to talk about that. That's what they're really afraid of. Oh,
0: let, yeah, and free trade. Let's like, dude, that is
1: redistribution of the wealth. Yes, it took the There's we- no such thing as free trade, by the way. Yeah, it's it, it, you know, costs costs jobs and wealth. So tra- 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 uh, you, uh, trade is. Uh, so what they do is they create markets. Markets are created by guys who have stuff to sell, and they create rules that favor them fucking selves. And who makes the rules? The most powerful guy, which is why the World Trade Organization can come in and overrule a local country or a local state municipality just like you were talking about labeling beef they do the same thing with oil tankers right if you pass a regulation saying an oil tanker can't come into my port unless it's double hold and the world trade organization says you are restricting trade they can over fucking rule you and they've done that oh my god so that's what this is yeah okay so that's where see and but people will say oh you're crazy to talk no this is what's actually happening
2: but it's a, it's also it's another example of like just like with collusion 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 you hear free market free market i believe in free market and yeah. it's such an easy thing mm-hmm. like just dismantle the government How about the and Patriot all the great. Act?
1: <laughs> yeah it's well, like the Patriots, the opposite of that Yeah, yeah. these, these are-
2: labels people just like "suck them in. it sounds good and i sound smart saying it" but it just falls apart just looking at the details for even a couple minutes
0: I want to get into another bullet point you sent me because i found this really interesting it goes back to too big to fail Uh, First net after Uh 9-11, you kind of sent me that. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: So right after 9-11, remember when the towers fell? One of the biggest problems we had for the people, you know, our people, is that the cops and the firefighters couldn't talk to each other. They couldn't communicate. And so one of the recommendations that was made that Congress acted on was like, we need to have an emergency responder system that's just for our first responders so they can speak to each other. Great idea. I'm all for it. Well, years and years and years go by. They don't do it. Um, they set aside $7 billion to make this happen. And long story short, they basically just gave the contract for $7 billion to AT&T. No bid. I think there might've been bids. I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly how it was done, but AT&T got the contract. So now our emergency responder network is literally AT&T. Doesn't that make AT&T too much of our government to fail?
1: (laughs) And and the way this
2: is going to work, too, is that you're a first responder. You're going to have access to this new network that they're building or whatever. But while we're not in an emergency situation, AT&T gets to sell access to it. Oh, my God. So we just subsidized AT&T building their new network is what we did with our emergency responder money. And we'll never, ever, ever let this company fail now. We
1: can't. Here are the the victories of neoliberalism. Amazon, they consider that a success story where Jeff Bezos becomes the richest guy in the history of the world while the people who generate that income for him are on uh, welfare and food stamps. Mm -hmm. Also, a success story would be Walmart where uh, the Walmart family owns more than, I think, half the country, has more wealth than, and Meanwhile, of course, their workers also on government assistance. Isn't that interesting? These capitalism, these capitalist <laughs> success stories rely on government assistance for their own workers.
0: How about Walmart coming out against Amazon because they
2: out-Walmarted yep, Walmart? <laughs> that's right. Well, that's the only way we win is when they're fighting with each other, which is actually what they're doing to us. They win when we're fighting with each other, so it works both ways. But yeah, like you notice with net neutrality, it was because like Netflix and it was big companies that were fighting. And so yeah. things were happening. And yeah, until the corporations get mad at each other, there's really no change.
0: Uh, a military's out of control. We're spending left and right. And uh, you said something about military buildups in Europe and Asia since 2005. We're doing ma- massive buildups still? Uh,
2: 2015, 2015. It was called the, re- was called the European yes. Deterrence Initiative. They just changed the name. So it's the European Reassurance Initiative now. And yeah, we put in a bunch of battalions, I don't know exactly how many, on the Russian border. NATO
1: is ramping up. And we are requiring NATO nations to spend a certain percentage of their GDP on defense spending, and we're requiring them to spend it in certain ways, which enrich military-industrial complex. That's happening, right?
2: Yes, that's definitely happening. So it's like not only are we building up the military, our United States military, but NATO is definitely a part of this too. But we control NATO. Who are we kidding? Um, but what I found out by reading the defense authorization is we're going to do the same shit somewhere in the Pacific region. Yes. And I looked it up, and it's a really big region, so I can't tell you yet exactly where it is. We might find out in the new funding mm-hmm. law. I'm not sure. But, um, but yeah, we're going to do the same thing. So we have it set on one side, and now we're going to go to the China-Russia side and set up some kind of buildup there, too. No one knows.
0: So we just live off of... Money we receive from Russia, like I mean, are they still bailing us out? Are they still buying our bonds? I mean, is China, that
2: China? I think is doing.
0: Yeah, did I saw? I meant China. Are they still buying our bonds, even though we're gearing up to basically
2: surround them? To be honest with you, I don't know how our money works. I don't know where it comes from or why they think that this is okay. I I don't understand it.
1: I know that the, I know how the petrol dollar works. Uh, I know that that has that is why. Uh, we're doing lots of the things we're doing because it's at the behest of Saudi Arabia. That's why we care about uh, Syria, because Saudi—in fact, John Kerry admitted in front of the Senate that Saudi Arabia offered to pay for the entire military operation if we would go in and overthrow Assad. They offered, He said this, they had offered to pay like they have in the past. So that's, again, that doesn't get covered by Anderson Cooper. That doesn't get covered by Rachel Maddow. And so yeah, that's- we can
2: find it. That's why it's so <laughs>
1: easy for me to have such a hit show is yeah. because I'll tell you those things and no one. People go, really? And they'll look them up and they go, oh my God, that's true.
0: Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And you know, nobody, my girlfriend, I can't get her to stop watching the, the nightly news. I can't get her to stop. She just, it's her, it's her crack. You know, I come home and you ever had your girlfriend back in the day walking on you watching porn and you're like trying to turn it off real quick. And she's like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm doing do nothing. Your pants around your ankles. You're like, oh, man, you know, that's how my girlfriend is with the remote. She's just like, oh, I, you know, and it's just like she can't stop watching it. And because it makes her feel like she's informed, you know, yeah. and I just feel like this. I think everything's a long game send the money out lower wages now every now i gotta work and my wife's gotta work and now we're both working and none of us have real time to sit down and listen to what's going on so the best we could do is turn on the tv and for an hour we think we're being informed and we're really not we're just being brainwashed we're given fake news constantly
1: Well, there's two. There's two quotes. One from Malcolm X: the newspapers, if you read them long enough, will have you uh, feeling sorry for the oppressors and hating the people that they're oppressing. And that's which is basically a kind of reworking of another saying I think came from the 1800s: "Is if you don't read the paper, you're uh, uninformed. If you do, you're misinformed."
0: It's unbelievable.
1: Well, if you've ever been in the middle of a news story, you realize like, holy shit, they're really getting a lot of stuff wrong about this news story I'm a part of. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then you're like, oh, I wonder if this happens with all the other stories. I'm
0: sure. It's just not about it's not about informing. It's about uh, persuading.
1: Yeah. And it's definitely about an agenda. Right. So there's definitely a pro war agenda in our in our corporate media. There's no doubt about it. They don't have Phil Donahue got fired from MSNBC because he was against the Iraq war and that that got revealed in a memo that came out that he was too uh against the war. They even make him have three two pro-war people for every one anti-war person he had on his show. That was his before they fired him and then they're just like fuck it, let's get rid of him. They said they were firing him because of low ratings. He had the highest rated show on that network at the time.
2: But if you think about how these Companies are being funded. You like you think about all of the money, the billions of dollars now that are spent in our elections. They go right to the politicians, right? Well, where does that money go? It goes to television ads. It goes to newspaper ads. So when you look at what's yep. happening, it's the politicians funding the media, quite literally. It, yes. So that's why they have to play because when those advertisers get pulled. Like, the advertisers are the politicians. That's what campaign ads are. That's the whole circle. Judged. It is
0: my theory that television is just a shell game. That they, the ratings, unless it's, like, really
1: super high or really super low... Don't matter.
2: Well, Cenk is a perfect example of that. His ratings were huge, and he got kicked off MSNBC. Yep,
1: didn't matter. Like I said, Phil Donahue, number one show at the time, they kicked him off because he was going to cost them more money because they were in war profiteers, right? Yeah. Because MSNBC at the time was owned by General Electric. General Electric, huge... Uh, defense contractor, and that's my real question for Brian Williams, is like, how many checks do you take from a defense contractor in the middle of an illegal war before you stop calling yourself a journalist? Mm-hmm. And the answer is endless. They're, they're, none of them are journalists. None of them tell the truth about the, a war, and the only time he got in trouble was when he got caught doing false uh, valor, stolen valor. Yeah, That's the, the real problem was Brian Williams used to bring on general, retired generals to tell you about the Iraq War, and we always thought they were giving us the truth because they were retired generals, but they were being paid by defense contractors To advocate for more war, Brian Williams never told us about that. The guy who did win a Pulitzer Prize for it in the New York Times, Brian Williams, still never told his own audience that those people were lying to us and that they were bought and paid for, and that's why Brian Williams is a piece of shit.
2: And have you ever noticed the commercials for Boeing and Raytheon and Northrop? Like, what the fuck are they selling me? Yeah, what am I
0: supposed to do? It's all about controlling the message, and if you don't play ball, they threaten to pull it.
1: That's right. But we're, it's like when they're you are not funding the investigation. They're funding your non-investigation. Yeah. yeah. They're Let's basically start.
0: telling you not to do anything. I mean, like when you saw Brittany Murphy die of an overdose and they were like, Brittany Murphy dead of natural causes. That's because every ad on that eh on that news uh, that news episode was like a pharmaceutical ad. Mm-hmm. And when you you know when you said earlier that it's not just international bankers, I'm going to tell you if you go to the highest levels even past these corporations that you're looking at, above them it's probably the people who won't Everything.
2: And have forever. They
0: own the banks, they own pharmaceuticals, military industrial complex, and that, look who advertises. And then if you go to Burger King, Nike, all of them, you go far deep enough on who owns that, who owns that, who that. It all leads to the same thing.
2: It does. And how do you physically own a company like that? Through the stock market. That's the ownership of it. It's all about having an economy based on the stock market. What like the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and the Windsors and all those fucking assholes—they have <laughs> so much money in the market. What was Jimmy? You might help me with the stat. I think it was something like eighty percent of the money in the stock market goes to like four hundred families. Oh, something like that.
1: I'm not sure about that quote, but it sounds right. That sounds <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: yeah. It was just an enormous amount of it. Well, and when even... you look at the Great Recession, the recovery was a stock market recovery. Stock market. It yes. wasn't wages. And there I was can not tell Main you, Main Street
1: did not get recovered.
2: No, and if anything, they stole our houses. Yes. With the foreclosures and then jacked up all our rents. Yes. Yeah. So.
1: And Barack Obama gave them a giveaway. The people who so they started to do that thing were uh, they they would they did mass. Uh, Rentals, right? So it turns out it's hard to do rental houses on a mass scale. And so they were failing, and Barack Obama on his way out, he bailed out one of those uh, equity firms that was running one of those b- b- rental things, which— Artificially inflates the price of rents and makes it harder for first time homebuyers to have entry into the housing market. So it's literally legislating to screw people over on his way out the door. And then when he came back into public life, what did he do? He went sky surfing with frickin' Branson and then he did bank speeches for a half million dollar at a clip. Right out in the open. Chris Hedges says they steal right out in the open now. They don't even care. They have no shame. And that's what Barack Obama did. But he could get away with it because everybody was distracted with Russia. And Trump, they basically put these buyouts in their in their budgets now. Yeah. They know it's
0: coming, yeah. and they just basically this is part of our budget now. We're going to be bailed out, and then they have the balls, just like Toys R Us. For this guy to be like, I need my bonus. You're like, nobody's getting my money. Bonus. What do you mean I'm not my getting bonus. my bonus? My no, bonus. dude, you ran the company in the ground. Why are you getting your bonus? That's all my it is. Well, and the
2: bailouts aren't just legal for U.S. banks. They're for foreign banks, too. Because Dodd-Frank did do something about it. It was dismantled a few years ago. Again, as attachment to must legislation. But they made it legal not only to bail out our banks, but the foreign ones, too. It's just like in what universe does that make sense for the american people we to do We live in a
1: completely corrupt government and, unchecked man And you know what is that that famous line that Ron Paul likes to say you know in the, in an age of universal deceit telling the truth is a revolutionary act And <laughs> And uh it gets pisses people off And that's why people yeah, like like us piss piss people off and that's why they try to to shut people like us up first they smear and then they'll do all – now they're doing all these other things, algorithm changes and all this other stuff. And as soon as they think you're a little bit of a threat, they'll come at, they're going to come at you.
0: Uh. I have a question. So they're saying within 15 years we're going to reach a carbon-free fusion power. So since so much of what we're talking about is broken systems, antiquated systems based on fossil fuels, us being in debt to the Saudis, where would we be in 15 years when we're – the whole world has free fuel?
2: I mean you have to have some legislation to even make that happen. Like, they're they're defunding so much of our research and development. I mean, they're doing everything they can. Because our government right now is captured by fossil fuels. This was one of the shocks to me mm. when I started doing the whole reading of the bills thing. I wasn't expecting fossil fuels to have the stranglehold that they have. Oh, so yeah. they have Congress for sure. And now the executive branch... It's fucked what's happening in the executive branch. I mean, Mike Pompeo was our CIA director. He's now going to be secretary of state. He's literally the Koch brothers' congressman. Yeah. yeah. Like the Koch brothers paid for him to be a congressman. He represented their district in Kansas. Uh. Then you had Rex Tillerson, like obviously secretary yeah. of ExxonMobil. It's, it, they it, were captured. So is that technology possible? Sure. My husband is a utility scale solar engineer. Like we know that we can do a different thing, but we have to switch the legislators before we can get the money, before we can get the infrastructure, before we can get any of it to happen.
0: It's going to be nuts. I mean, and let's like look at this whole NFL. we got to wrap it up here. But the NFL and the kneeling down and the all uh. owners going crazy. Guess how many of those owners are oil guys, giant corporation right. guys? That's
2: just all to get
0: us not to keep our, keep our eye off the ball.
2: Yeah, it was racism in the last Congress. In this Congress, it's gender wars. Yeah. You know, get the women and the men to fight. Have giant rallies. Like you said, you... Vietnam was a changing point because we did have a lot of people marching in the street. Now, on the anniversary of Trump's inauguration, we're having millions of people march for nothing. Like, it's just a hate march. And it's, it's I understand that women, the, me too, is completely different. But the women's march, they're asking for nothing. And this last one was when the government for was nothing. shut down. Debbie Wasserman Schultz asking marched in it. Asking
1: for nothing. Asking
2: for nothing. And the ah. day, this year, the government was shut down on that day. And they still did nothing. Nothing. If they wanted to support the Democrats, no matter how you feel about DACA, the Democrats were going balls out for that in that move. And you had a million people that are supposedly on their side... That weren't even aware so it's like they're also taking protests and making it about fighting each other instead of fighting them
0: it's all about that dude it is Splitting all us up. about us fighting with each other because the left yeah the left whatever progressive like we are we make change and the best way to never have change is not get everybody well, to work Sam, together.
2: i just had to the progressive left conservative libertarian that divides us too it does. We don't need to split ourselves up like okay. that because we have a lot of libertarian friends. I know that you're friends with some people who are libertarians, and we can agree with, on a lot of things. And well, so like, I just it, I don't think it does us any favors by being like, I am a liberal, I am a progressive, because then you get the group think again, where it's like, well, I'm a liberal, so I have to vote for Hillary. It doesn't help us. Uh, We're Americans. That's uh, it. You
1: know, I, I, I understand. I mean, your reticence to put labels on things, but it's, it's, you know, it's useful and wow. it 's helpful because you know what people where they stand where they 're coming from i, I if some, a guy says he 's a libertarian, I know he 's probably going to be against the war, right, and so that 's good just like if you don 't know where Aleppo is, you probably can 't bomb it right? yeah. I love that right, right. so uh, but you 're right, they want to split <sighs> us up, and they they'd certainly the, the thing they do fear is the anti-establishment that was, show, that was shown on both sides. So Bernie Sanders represented people sick and tired of the establishment, and so did Donald Trump. And that scared the hell out of them, and so that's why they're doing Russia and everything that they could possibly do. That's why they pay Rachel Maddow $30,000 a day to talk about Russia instead of talking about the teachers' victory in West Virginia. Or or to talk about the stuff we're talking about here, or to tell the truth about Syria. They'll never, that's the thing about the mainstream news. They will never, ever tell you the truth about war. And there's, it's never been a time we needed the truth about it more than right now.
0: I couldn't agree more. What a great way to end. Uh, Real quick, Jen, can you tell them about your, where we can find your podcast?
2: Yeah, so um, it's in iHeartRadio, Spotify, everywhere that podcasts are found. It's called Congressional Dish. And the most important thing I do is I don't expect you to trust anything I say. I back up every single thing I say in the show notes to the point of linking to the individual provisions in the laws themselves. It also helps you win arguments. So
0: I love it, man. Yeah. I love what you're doing. I appreciate you. what you're doing. Jimmy, do you got anything you want to push real quick that uh, maybe our listeners can come and uh, check out your stuff?
1: Uh, just go to com. Everything's there. I have that YouTube show that uh, people see. There you go. It's great. So that's, yeah. So God bless America. You're
0: killing it. You're doing the Lord's work, man. I I love watching you. I love checking on your videos. We just You're, added
1: a date on June 30th. We'll be in Portland at the Alberta Theater. So if anybody's in Portland.
0: I have the best time doing your shows, and I, it's really always an honor when you ask me to do it because for the longest time, like, no, you know, reindeers wouldn't let Rudolph play in the reindeer games And you're like the first guy to ever let me do it. And the fact that you guys think I do okay means the world to me. Uh, uh, So thank you guys for coming out. I really quick want to thank our friends at Layered. They sent me this whole workout gear. It's basically fashionable. I feel like I'm in my pajamas, but I can go to the nightclub, even though I don't do that anymore. But I do feel good. It's Layered. Okay, go to www.layeredusa.com. They sent us a a letter that had a, um, uh, a mason it was a like compass and square, and it was wax sealed. Was Which made me nervous. So, we want to thank those guys. out. Go, again, go to layeredusa.com. Any thoughts, real quick? No, it was very much of honor. Hey, guys, if you could go ahead and leave us five star reviews on iTunes, it really uh, helps us climb the charts. And uh, we'll look to see you forward in uh, San Francisco. we got another great show coming up on Thursday. We're doing this. Guys, get to San Francisco. If you ever want to see San Francisco, if you ever want to support the show. Get buy your tickets to San Francisco June first. Me, Eddie Bravo, Ryan Davis, and uh, Trez. guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate everything, and we'll see you guys on the other side.
1: Great show, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. It's it a was pleasure. So
2: fun. Ah,
1: uh, um, are you leaving right now? I'm, my wife's gonna come.